Hi, everybody. Welcome to this episode of the Fandom Report. We are back with a new season, new topics, and some new but returning guests. In this episode, I'm so happy to have Lauren, aka Little Miss Scarlet Witch, back on the podcast. Hi, Lauren. Hi. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming back um, to the podcast and for, you know, talking to me today about Multiverse of Madness and your thoughts on it. Oh my gosh, of course. So yes. excited to revisit. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get, well, I guess before we get too much into that, I do want to ask you because you were one of the attendees to the Multiverse of Madness premiere in LA. Yes. And I wanted to ask if that in any shape or form impacted your opinion on the movie, at least the first time you saw it, because you've seen it a couple of times now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've seen did it four you... times now. Four times, okay. I, I, to mm-hmm. a total like disclaimer, I've only seen it once. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It hasn't been out for very long. But okay, so four times. So do you, I guess, if you want to just talk about like, how and if the premiere like did impact your movie experience, like if you feel like it kind of altered your perspective on it, anything like that? Yeah, um, it was real. It was really interesting seeing it like before the general public because I just, I remember it was super funny. I went to Disneyland the day after and the day after that. And just like walking around Avengers Campus and like seeing like the Doctor Strange area and just being like, I know something no one else does. It was really, (laughs) that part was really trippy. Just like knowing that I, I knew all that like before everyone else did. So that was interesting. I don't know if it affected, that affected my opinion. I will say sitting there, I was in the, like they seated, so the basically the theater we watched the movie in was the Dolby theater. So it's like, they use that theater for like Broadway performances and stuff. Like imagine like a big theater. Yeah. Um, and the like fans were like very, very close to the front. So I was the third row back from the movie screen. So like oh. really, really close to the screen. And the screen was like, just massive like think like IMAX screen time is probably like two or three like just really 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 big yeah and so I felt like I couldn't like see the movie (laughs) no (laughs) like I could it was cool to get like that close Mm -hmm. but I, at the same time, I've never really wanted to be that close to Benedict Cumberbatch's face, <laughs> and I was, see all the details. So I will say, I feel like that kind of just, it was a little bit distracting. Like it was hard to like put the story together so much. I'm not sure how much of that was like the movie itself or just the fact that I was like so close <laughs> to the screen, but I feel like that first time I, I came out of the theater, like what was that movie about? Like, I was kind of like dizzy, just like, man, I feel like my eyes couldn't focus on anything. (laughs) So in a very like literal way, I think it affected that a little bit, but I don't know if it like drastically affected like my opinion of the movie. Would you say it kind of felt like, you know, like when you're watching a movie and you have the subtitles on, 
mm-hmm. you can't really pay attention to what's happening because you're trying to read the subtitles is it kind was it kind of like similar to that like you couldn't focus on all the details at yeah. once yes yeah. exactly it was like you're so close that and that screen was so big that there was like stuff happening on the sides mm-hmm. and it would be like I can only see the middle <laughs> of the screen like the screen is like huge yeah. and I'm only seeing like directly into the eyeball of like Gargantos and like that's all I can see <laughs> so stuff like that there are like a couple of scenes where I would I would get really happy when stuff would get real um like real wide shot yeah because it was like okay like at least I'm we're like panning back a little bit and I can like kind of see what's going on instead of it <laughs> being like there's a lot of action but it's like a close-up scene so like there's like things happening on the side that I can't so yeah 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 that was, okay. it was interesting but okay. really cool okay yeah okay <laughs> yeah, yeah no having being I hate sitting so close to the screen because exactly that it's not it's not fun um mm-hmm. but so what was your opinion like now that you've seen it you know the four times you've had the I feel like mm-hmm. that's also really good you've had the chance to rewatch it and kind of analyze yeah. things more in depth what was your opinion on the movie like overall overall I've kind of like formulated my like my like response when people ask me <laughs> so. overall I think it's entertaining mm-hmm. but not good okay <laughs> that's what I that's what I keep telling like I don't think it's a good movie do I have fun watching it? Yes. Mm-hmm. Do I think it's like a masterpiece? Definitely not. So, oh. yeah. What would you, because I'm, I don't think it's the best movie Marvel has done, but I do think mm-hmm. it's a good movie. Um, And I agree that it's entertaining. So what was it for you that made it like not as good as it could have been? Um, Like what was missing, I guess. Yeah it's the writing for me and this is I'm gonna I'm gonna be sounding like a broken record but I swear I came up with all these thoughts before everyone else did because I saw the movie before that's true that's so, true like everyone's saying this stuff on TikTok like I'm not copying you mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought this I was thinking this on Monday it's like they're agreeing no. with you not the other way yeah. around <laughs> I just think I don't know I just seeing it four times I feel like I can say this without feeling like bad like I haven't given it a full shot like I'm like okay I've seen it enough now that I'm like really I really feel strongly about this but like I felt like the whole movie kind of went in a circle and didn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. like and and the plot was very disjointed it felt like a bunch of random events that were happening that had like no connection to each other really fun events really awesome sequences that didn't connect into a full plot line so there's that the plot was weird to me um the dialogue is really messy mm-hmm. I mean you're a writer I'm a writer like <laughs> it's, it's it's it wasn't my favorite yeah um and we can get more into that later but mm-hmm. so that and then just I felt like there wasn't any like emotional like center to the movie okay like I was very confused on like what the theme was supposed to be like it felt like they were just trying to have fun with everything Mm -hmm. and it was like it is fun but i i want i want to feel i want to be connected to like something emotionally and it didn't feel like that to me so i kind of blame that on the writing yeah the for the like for the most part so 
I agree with you about the whole like not really having a theme um, Mm -hmm. and that it was kind of fun. And I guess one of my issues with the movie was that if they were going to have fun, I wish they just had gone for it like completely Mm -hmm. because the last time um, you and I spoke on the podcast, we were talking multiverse of madness and like what we were hoping Mm -hmm. to see happen. Mm -hmm. And the movie did feel very tame compared to like what we had imagined. And full disclosure, like, yes, we talked about, you know, cameos because we're thinking, you know, Mm -hmm. multiverse of madness is going to be a lot of people. But Mm -hmm. we were also talking about like keeping our expectations low because we didn't Mm -hmm. want that to ruin the movie for us. So I don't think it was that it was a lack of cameos that ruined it for us. It was more that it just felt it didn't have to be called multiverse of madness. You know what I mean? Like it felt very Mm -hmm. restrained in that sense. Yeah. We didn't go to that many universes. Like, no. and the universes that we did go to were not that like crazy. Yeah. Like nothing super out of the box really happened. Right. Right. Like the craziest thing was that like they were paint for like yeah. half a second. And we barely saw that. Yeah. yeah. Like it yeah. would have been that because there's like a brief moment when um, Dr. Strange and America Chavez are like, you know, going crashing through all those universes mm-hmm. where they're animated. And yes. it would have been so cool if they spent like 10 to 20 minutes, even even just 10 to 20 minutes of mm-hmm. them like as animated characters mm-hmm. in this film. Yes. No, that would have been like incredible. And it would have tied in so well to What If. Yes. Like I know the animation style was different from What If in that one little part, but yeah. like if they had been, that would have been so cool if they had, if that animation sequence had been them as the what if style animation Mm -hmm. and then we'd gotten like a little like what if like nod and they'd been in the what if universe yeah for a minute like that would have been so cool I would have loved to see that no I agree and even it didn't even have to necessarily be the what if animation because the idea is that it's a multiverse meaning Mm -hmm. there can be more than one animated universe um Mm -hmm. which technically there is because I know it's a, it's like a whole budget thing that they can't use the actual actors to like do all these things, but yeah. it's implied that they're all, but they're animated. So they yeah. are, are animated universes. Um, but yeah, regardless of the style, like that would have been like such a cool thing to do. And that goes into the yeah. whole, like, I wish they had just gone for it and had that kind of fun. Um, that being said, I did really enjoy like the spooky horror aspects yes uh, in this film <laughs> me too mm-hmm. yeah like yeah the one part that like sticks out with me the most is when Wanda is like crawling out of the gong like yes <laughs> <laughs> that was like that was something else that was yeah like I it <laughs> took me a second to realize like what had happened like, mm-hmm. obviously, she's crawling out, but, like, I'm looking at her as she's standing up, like, there's something off about her, and then she, like, clicks into place. I'm like, oh, yes. oh, that's what happened. <laughs> uh-huh. It was very Coraline. Everything about her in this movie was giving other mother from Coraline. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel like enough people have, I haven't heard anybody say that. Probably people are, and I just haven't seen it, but it was very Coraline, everything mm-hmm. about it. It was, yeah, it was very, it was very spooky. Um, yeah. And- that's like one of the areas that I'm glad that they he like you know went for it because mm-hmm. I know when they announced this movie they were like oh it's gonna be a horror film and then they're like well it's not gonna be like full-on horror so yeah. that I was kind of like okay well I wonder how they're gonna do that but I think it worked very well and I'm happy that that was something that Marvel 
tried to do like do differently it wasn't mm-hmm. like your same yes. superhero movie it was like no yes. it was like no this is very different like tone wise for sure yeah I really appreciated that I did I don't know what the horror thing you're right they did kind of backpedal but for a while they were saying it was gonna be a horror movie yeah and so and then I feel like really when we got closer to the movie like pretty close they were like well it's not like actually a horror movie there's just like <laughs> it's like kind of a horror movie and we were just like okay so I guess I kind of went in expecting more horror than there mm-hmm. was okay. like I was never really scared there were moments that were creepy but I was never like I don't know all the jump scares were so like built up mm-hmm. I never was like ju- actually jumping in my feet but I I get that they have to like make it like make it like family like families can go watch this movie and it's not yeah. like full-blown but it's kind of like what you were saying with the multiverse thing I just wish like they would have like fully committed to that mm-hmm. like and like if they're gonna make it crazy fully make it crazy if they're gonna make it horror then like I want to see a horror movie like yeah. I want to see it I want to see something scary but yeah yeah I know even though like you were saying the jump scares were like all built up and like watching it you knew like for at least half of them that a jump scare mm-hmm. was coming I still <laughs> jumped in my seat each and every time <laughs> I went to I, I went to see it with my mom and each time I'm grabbing her arm like okay something's oh coming gosh. something's coming <laughs> just jump in my seat <laughs> do you like horror movies I so I enjoy being scared but I can't like sit down and watch a horror film like a, okay. a like an actual full-on horror like I I can enjoy being scared but I, I can't like sit down and bring myself to do it mm-hmm. so yeah that makes sense so it's like I know for people who are like horror enthusiasts um they were kind of let down by yeah. by this film <laughs> but I think <laughs> that like you were saying like they went as far as they could go while still keeping it like mm-hmm. on brand for Disney and Marvel for sure for that sure. being said though I wonder if because now that Disney Plus has parental controls, I wonder if the um, Marvel Zombies show will be like full on horror, like mm. rated R kind of thing. Yeah, that's so true. That would be really interesting. Yeah, I forgot I, about that. Yeah, no, I, I had briefly forgot about it. Because um, I remember there was a point where everybody thought that like Zombie Wanda from What If was going to be yes. in this. Um, yeah. It was something very different. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She didn't just, feel like a zombie at some point. No, but. yeah, there, yeah, like the point yeah. where she's, um, I didn't even realize she was barefoot, like until she was like, chasing them in that in that <laughs> sewer, um, and that was very like zombie like. I was like, oh, okay, mm-hmm. she's she's yeah, auditioning. She's like for, limping, for but yeah. running. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about that scene, about that that whole sequence, I guess, um, with like wanda dream walking um into other wanda and like finding yeah. the illuminati and chasing after mm-hmm. them so opinions on i guess that whole that whole sequence of like wanda and the illuminati i'm gonna get some hate for this I, okay I, I need to be careful about what i say <laughs> okay i'm gonna preface this by saying i'm a very anti-cameos person okay I don't like, I like cameos, but I hate it when Marvel like hypes 
cameos. Mm-hmm. I hate it. Like, if it's going to be a cameo, then don't tell us about it and then let us be surprised when it happens. I agree. I agree. So, and then it's gotten to this point where one of my mutuals made a video about this recently, but it's gotten to this point where it feels like people are fed off of cameos. And if there aren't cameos, they get mad at the movie and say mm-hmm. the movie's bad if there aren't enough cameos in it. And yeah. it's like, the movie shouldn't be based off of, that's not what makes a movie good. Like, how yeah. did we ever get to this point? So I've gotten to this very, like, anti-cameo <laughs> place. So I knew they were coming because Marvel pretty much teased, like, all of those guys. Yeah. <laughs> Except yeah. for Black Bolt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess Reed Richards, but there was a leak. I saw the leak before on accident, so oh. I knew that he was coming, which was so frustrating. <laughs> but so I was like, slay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, I'm here for it because I just knew, I just knew there would be so many, there were so many men in that theater who were pissed. And I was just like, yes, I'm living for this. I know there are so many mad people right now and I'm living for it. So I think that sequence is really fun. Mm -hmm. But when I think about it in terms of like story, I'm like, that was the stupidest thing. That was that was so dumb. What the Illuminati had no reason to be in the movie other than to like give people this thrill of seeing Professor X, who they already confirmed was in the movie. Yeah. So it was just it the whole thing felt pointless. But at the same time, you know, Wanda, you can turn anybody into spaghetti and I'll be here for it. <laughs> So I agree with you about all that to a point. I do think there was like a small purpose for them, but Mm -hmm. I think it's also tied to lazy writing. I feel like that was their way of like doing the multiverse part Mm -hmm. of that, of this film and just getting like being like, no, there's the multiverse. Look at all these variants. But it's like, they're there for like five minutes. So it Mm -hmm. it felt like a very cheap way of accomplishing the multiverse part of Multiverse of Madness. Um, Yeah. So kind of disappointed by that. Um, That being said, I did, and I guess this ties into the whole like kind of taking the the cheaper route. I got like, I wish they hadn't done that. Mm -hmm. I think that this was a movie that cameos would have been fine, but there was like a right way to do it. Like Mm -hmm. there would have been a way to introduce like this Illuminati and other variants of like this similar characters by actually having them travel through the multiverse. Like there's, they, they have like, th- there's a way to do it. Um, again, I've only seen the movie once. So I can't really come, I haven't really come up with like that, that possibility mm-hmm. of how it would have worked. Um, but yes, watching Wanda with like, <laughs> the fact that um, Reed Richards was like, oh, Black Bolt can destroy you with the whisper of his mouth. I was like, Wanda doesn't even have to blink and she erased his mouth from existence. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. so good job. Um, yeah, that, I do think that was really cool though. Like she's just so chill, like Nasha, like what mouth? And then yeah. he blows his own brain. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, that was like, it was very intense. This whole movie, one thing I really did like about it is it felt like it was like, hopefully, hopefully people listen, but it felt like it was like, kind of like, 
we're solidifying that Wanda is more powerful than literally everyone else in yep. the MCU throughout yep. the multiverse. Like, how is I hope this is not a debate anymore after this movie because <laughs> I didn't understand how it was a debate after WandaVision. Yeah, I was just like, how how are we still arguing about this? How are we still thinking Thor is more powerful than her? She can literally rewrite reality. Like, yeah, this is I don't understand how it's a competition, but that was just like. She solos all your faves mm-hmm. in the fir- like in in three minutes. Pretty much, <laughs> pretty much. I mean, like, yeah, no, it's true. After Endgame, Kevin Feige flat out said, "Wanda is the strongest Avenger. She's the mm-hmm. only one who made Thanos cry out for help." In WandaVision, Agatha says, "You are stronger than the Sorcerer Supreme," and people yes. were still like, "No, that's not true." It's like, yeah. Well, after this point, like, you have literally zero reasons, excuses, yeah, whatever to argue that you know yeah Wanda is the strongest like yes it's 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 a fact it's a fact let's let's not go there anymore like we know (laughs) we know we know and to go even a step further like earth 616 Wanda is the strongest Mm -hmm. because when she was going against first of all she was able to like mind control what is it 838s Wanda um and you know kind of just flung her aside like a rag doll when she was trying to get the boys so she's really there's no way she's dead like i I also want to talk about that like yeah there is this brief moment like as the tower is falling like there's the initial explosion but then as the tower is falling there's like another Mm -hmm. explosion of red and like there's been so many deaths in the mcu and the one that always comes to mind is loki he's died Mm -hmm. so how many times and he keeps coming back Wanda is a fan favorite possibly even more than Loki Mm -hmm. ever was Mm -hmm. she's a gold mine like if you're thinking in business terms Mm -hmm. for Marvel there is no way they're going to get rid of her yeah but then the question is what's next for her Mm -hmm. like a how do they reestablish her in the MCU and what is her path at this point yeah this is where I feel like they've kind of written themselves into a wall here Mm-hmm. because and I agree with you I was not people keep asking me like oh were you so emotional at the end I was like no I was almost laughing like it was almost <laughs> funny to me that people like how could you even think she was like there's no way that she's dead the amount of money that woman makes the rush that people are having to buy the Scarlet Witch ears from the Disney parks right now. Mm-hmm. They just restocked the Scarlet Witch ears this morning mm-hmm. and they sold out in a minute. In one minute. Yeah. And like it, her popularity is insane. I agree with you on the Loki thing because I think Loki had a really strong fan base, but Wanda's more mainstream. Yeah. Wanda's fan base is more mainstream. Like mm-hmm. she, she's got a lot of fans yeah. and they're, yeah. She's she's such a moneymaker for them. There's there's no way. And like I know Lizzie's on board, like there's there's absolutely no way they'd kill her. But in terms of where she'll go, yeah, I just really feel like they've they've kind of written themselves into a dead end because it's like, okay, we've done the losing family plot twice now. Mm-hmm. So we can't do that again. But she's we haven't gone anywhere because she's still in that place of like. I don't have anyone in the world yeah so like she hasn't gained anything since but we can't i mean i hope we don't try to do the like i need to bring back my loved ones who are dead part for the third time like we don't we don't need to do that again 
So, and I don't think that they would do that for a third time. So it's like, where do we go? My, one of my biggest takeaways from the movie was that I loved seeing Bill and Wanda and I'm sure, you know, I have a lot of thoughts on the way they, they, they did her in this movie, but I love seeing Bill and Wanda. And what I would have loved is if she had been the Wanda from another universe. Okay. So the threat could still have been Wanda. We would have gotten really that all that crazy, crazy villain Wanda content, but we would have gotten to see our 616 Wanda mm-hmm. who has like throughout all of WandaVision, she like overcame like her, her grief, her struggle. Like she, she learned and she grew in WandaVision. And then we would have gotten to see her fully redeem herself because I feel like now, now, now we're getting into it. <laughs> I think in the MCU, Wanda never really wanted to be an Avenger and she never really cared about the cause that much. Mm-hmm. She was just kind of thrown into it, like mm-hmm. all throughout the MCU, like in Civil War, like she, everything is like, she's never really fighting for like, she doesn't, I don't think she feels that strongly about what she's fighting for yeah. or really feels like a hero. She's always been insecure about that. Mm-hmm. And I think after WandaVision, we finally got to see her, like, like make, make a step towards, like, coming out of her grief and, like, realizing, like, there's a cause she can fight for. She doesn't want to be a bad guy. Mm-hmm. She wants to help. Like, we see that in the finale. She's, she's, like, heartbroken that she was hurting people. She had no idea. Like, mm-hmm. and then she, she defeats Agatha. She she kills her family in order to like save all these people that she was she was trapping and that was like the first big moment for her where she like she had the full capacity to choose to do the right thing and she did Mm -hmm. so it would have been super rewarding to see her then take the hero's journey and if we kind of reversed that Wanda situation right and the what is it? 838? 838, 838 I think. 838 Wanda was the Scarlet Witch Wanda. Okay. And so that way we would have still gotten all that super fun villain Wanda content because I loved it. I thought it was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. Um, but it wouldn't have been so like, well, what happened to WandaVision? Right. <laughs> what it would have, we would have gotten that without all of the, I don't know. I'm, I'm very disappointed. And it feels like to me that they erased WandaVision with mm-hmm. this movie and I <laughs> I would have loved to see that because then talk in regards to her future, she would have been like, we would have gotten to see her be the hero. And then she like, then the door's wide open. There's right. so much she can do from that point on. Like it's, it's the world at her feet. Like what, what, what what's she going to do next? There's so much yeah. she could do. And now with her as this like kind of like, terrible person now who has done really really awful things but she kind of made up for it she destroyed the dark hold mm-hmm. but now her family's still like where where can she go now I don't know yeah I I see everything that you're saying my one disagreement in terms about like WandaVision mm-hmm. is that I do think because I was thinking about how essentially before COVID, WandaVision was supposed to come out like right before Multiverse of Madness. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so I guess the 
end credit scene of her reading the dark hold would mm-hmm. connect more directly to Doctor Strange. That being said, I do think that Marvel kind of shot themselves in the foot by not showing more of her development like into the dark side for exactly. the lack of a better term. I don't mm-hmm. think the movie erases WandaVision. I think if anything, it just made WandaVision a stepping stone to her hitting rock bottom. Yeah. Like if it's like, if you think of it like as a one-two punch, like it's the dark hold essentially while, while corrupting her is like kicking her while she's down. Cause mm-hmm. it's like, she's feeling the the um, grief of yeah. losing her family and like the horror of like what she's done to people. Then it would make her more susceptible to like being corrupted. Um, I'm mm-hmm. thinking, you know, like a very Anakin Skywalker dark mm-hmm. side kind of thing. Um, and again, that's something that would have been so great to see on screen. Yeah, which um, they they did miss a really good opportunity with that. I think that would have been something that fans would have gone nuts over, like watching yes. that unfold. Mm-hmm. Um, I think now, though, that because to kind of backtrack a little bit, um, the last time that we spoke about this movie, um, you know, mm-hmm. thinking about what it would be, we were thinking about like how they were going to like connect events of the multiverse and we were going to really see everything kind of unfold and come together. And that didn't happen, which Mm -hmm. leads me to believe there's more multiverse stuff down the line. This story is still Mm -hmm. wide open. So I think because she knows so much about the multiverse, like when, whatever happens with Kang, whatever happens, you know, in Quantumania, if um, what is it? Secret Wars is a project that ends up coming out. I think that'll be, the opportunity for her to be, mm-hmm. you know, I don't want to, to be like, helpful. I don't, helpful. Yeah. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> yeah. say like a resource and I don't want yeah. like to say like an asset to the team. Yeah. Like, it's an opportunity for her to like help essentially mm-hmm. save the day and mm-hmm. kind of start her on that hero's journey. I do think that while end game after losing vision could have been seen as her like hitting rock bottom i think her becoming a villain and like succumbing succumbing fully to that grief is like her hitting rock bottom like at this point mm-hmm. she can really only go up yeah like That's she true. she's she's done the villain thing and you know basically when she realized that she had become a monster essentially she was hurting people that immediately like flipped a switch and she there's there's like no way she'll go back to that at this point, yeah, especially after seeing true. her kids like look at her with so much fear. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think there's, I don't know if this is just like me wishful thinking or if there's like an actual good way to write this. I do think with yeah. the multiverse still being open with X-Men being like a project that is gonna come down the line. I do think there is like an opportunity for her to like kind of regain a family, like in terms of like mm-hmm. variant versions of her family, whether that's, you know, bringing Evan Peters back, bringing Aaron Taylor Johnson back to like kind of have that yeah. like a connection with her brother again, um, whether they do Magneto or Lorna Dane. Um, and I don't, I believe in the comics too, like her, her kids, the boys, like they kind of, I don't know what the right term is. They like kind of get like reincarnated as like children of yeah. other people. Uh-huh. I think so, like, you're right. that's a possibility of like how she'll find her kids again. I so mm-hmm. I think there are ways to do it, but after seeing how they kind of just glossed over her becoming a villain, it's kind of worrisome yes. how they'll yeah. go about this. 
I would be interested to see that because that would be cool if she did eventually find family again. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want her to go looking for it. Right. If that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. that's the part that we've done. Yeah. Twice now. Mm-hmm. So as long as the plot with her in the future doesn't revolve around her searching for like I don't know who's it going to be this time her brother again like you said like like as long as it doesn't involve that I'm game because I think that could be really really sweet what you're saying like she finds family with like the x-men characters but she's not looking for it like it comes to her and it's in a natural way not like her breaking more laws of the world to like get to this get get to her family like Mm -hmm. so yeah, I could yeah. see that being a possibility in the future. That's a good point. It would be really sweet, I think, um, to because she's always another thing with Wanda is that she's always never felt like she's belonged, like you were saying. She's yes. always kind of just been thrown into these situations. So I think it would be really cool if like during her time, like helping with whatever multiverse threat we mm-hmm. we eventually see um see them fighting in phase four or phase five. I think it would be really mm-hmm. nice if that's kind of where if that's where she meets the x-men and it's not her looking for family but they're like very welcoming to her and it's like the first time maybe that she's felt like she's belonged somewhere Mm -hmm. because they're people with like her who have power sometimes that they don't necessarily fully understand or can't fully control so that could be another way to kind of lift her up in like as a hero yeah because i think she's gonna struggle I mean, that nothing's set in stone. It just depends on the way that they write this from here on out. But mm-hmm. I think she's going to struggle from here on out because a lot of it, like people in universe are not going to forgive her for what happened. Yeah. Like, and she's going to be very much branded as like a villain, like who affected people. Not that I, I guess her actions in this movie didn't actually affect like the they didn't affect like the general population of the world that much but I could see it being like a like they go to another universe and the x-men have no attachment to the bad things that she's done they don't really not like they could know but like it didn't like they don't see it in the same way that someone from 616 would see it right and so like you're saying like uh I don't know the school takes her in or whatever it is (laughs) Yeah, the, it, the potential of that line what's the what's the child just because someone's lost their way or whatever yes yeah I know. I know like the potential of that line for it to have been about her but it wasn't yeah kills me I like, know that was about Steven <laughs> you could have made that about her I know it would have worked so well <laughs> it's like aren't like that especially because like he would technically be like uncle charles yeah that's that's his best friend slash enemy's daughter like Mm -hmm. come on um which i think would be is like another reason like why in whatever future project there's with the x-men um and elizabeth olsen has also said that she would love to work with you know do like an x-men project yeah, like she would did stuff before. She, she has just wanted to do House of M, and mm-hmm. here she we did are, something so. very similar. Two projects very similar. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just think it would be very cool, and would definitely like because we we haven't had a X Men mm-hmm. like live action project with both Maximoffs. 
So imagine the, the power that movie would hold if Wanda was in it. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 It would yeah. be great. I would I would love and I feel like that's a great little way in because he like he's not her dad in the MCU. Right. Or in six one six. We've yeah. established that her dad mm-hmm. is Oleg Maximov. Like it's not it's not yeah. Magneto, but if it's like some multiversal thing, it could be something where it's like in some universe, yeah. he is her dad. Mm-hmm. And so they inter- they interact that way. And then it's like, I can see that tying in very nicely. So I'm not like the biggest X-Men like fan, but mm-hmm. I, I think I think they have potential and I'm excited to see what they like do with them. That sounds like I don't like X-Men. I just don't know that much about X-Men. Yeah. I haven't seen like all the X-Men movies. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm not super well informed on them, but I think I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with them in the future. And I would love to see that connect to her. Yeah. Yeah. I think it would be a, um, I'm sure it's not the only way, but I think it would be like the best way for them to move yeah. forward, especially like with making, bringing her back. Like, mm-hmm. I'm, I don't know what the word is that I'm looking for. Like re- not reestablishing, but like reintroducing her, re, yeah, you know, mm-hmm. fitting her back in with like, you yeah, know, with the good guys, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, and like also, I'm, I'll say this, and then we can like move on from the X Men. But her, <laughs> her outfit, especially at the end of Wandavision, her, her outfit looks yeah. so similar to Magneto's outfit in X Men Apocalypse. It, it looks like mm-hmm. direct inspiration. I was like, yeah. there, there must be some reason for this. So yeah. But I mean, there was no reason for Evan Peters. So don't, don't <laughs> say that. Little... Don't say that. <laughs> I said that to hurt you because I know you are. <laughs> I know it really hurts there was... you personally. <laughs> there was like three separate moments watching Multiverse of Madness. I was like, okay, everything is about to slow down, and Sweet Dreams is going to start playing, and it didn't happen. And no. I, it was. I'm. Look, I'm still holding out hope. They have brought back so many actors from different franchises as like variants mm-hmm. of their characters. It's it's it just doesn't make sense to me that Evan Peters would come back and not be a variant, but I'm I'm gonna <laughs> It could happen. You never know. It could happen. It could happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, we, we got we got John Krasinski as Reed Richards. We've been manifesting that for a long time. True. Like that's true. Anything could happen. That's true. I'm pretty sure he's gonna come back and oh do Reed Richards yeah. again. Slash there's yeah. rumors going around that he might even direct the film. I'm like, okay, yeah. Sure, let's do it. Let's no, do that it. was another outrage that I did not understand. People were like, he got killed in the first five minutes of like I'm like, you think he's not coming back? Like Clearly, he's gonna, he's come, gonna back. come back. Yeah, he's gonna come back. Like, like it's fine. They just wanted to do this little thing, and then he's gonna be our Reed Richards. Yeah, but we just haven't like gotten there yet. Like, yeah. be patient. It's coming. It will come. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it's like he he's gonna look different. Like his suit is not gonna mm-hmm. be the same. Like this is very clearly a variant. Mm-hmm. It's 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 gonna happen everybody like yes. don't don't worry about it it was just yeah. fun. it's just fun to see yes. his first five minutes in the mcu he gets turned into spaghetti as you said mm-hmm. i loved it <laughs> it was great it was great <sighs> i will say too going going back to that scene um 
I know that there was a good chunk of fans who were like very excited about Captain Carter getting mm-hmm. sliced in half with the ship. Yes, there were. <laughs> did uh. did people cheer in your theater when that happened? When you saw it at the at the premiere? Oh my gosh, the premiere. Okay. The premiere was unlike anything I've ever experienced. I thought No Way Home was crazy. This was yeah. like No Way Home on crack because it's huge. That yeah. theater was massive. So it's for one, so many people. And for two, everyone there is a dedicated Marvel fan. It's like going to like a soups event or something, but it's mm. massive. Yeah. So it was just like people freaking out about the tiniest thing. No, like I, I kid you not. Every time America Chavez would like, like hit her hand in her fist yeah. or something everyone would just go nuts like, <laughs> like like literally freaking out over the tiniest things like random lines and stuff yeah so when that happened I was expecting people to cheer but people were just like, <gasps> like it was like shock I think because it's a lot of like the people at the premiere is a lot of like older fans and mm-hmm. I think the younger generation of fans are more the people who dislike Peggy. Yeah. Or like tend to dislike Peggy. Mm-hmm. And there were a lot of like Captain Carter cosplayers there. So oh, like, yikes. Oh, yikes. <laughs> yikes. <laughs> it's like I have to go home and change now. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, no, it was really funny to me the amount of like TikToks that were like, when Wanda solos Captain Carter in the multiverse of Madness, like, and she did. Yes. <laughs> like, she, she actually did. did. She really, like, she, she did. She was she like, did. wow, <laughs> the Wanda stands really, really just, like, nail, hit this one on the nail. Like, yeah. they called it. There were they so did. many edits I saw of, like, Wanda when she destroys all of Comertage, and it was like, that happened. <laughs> it really did happen. It did I was happen. always like, I don't know. You guys are being dramatic, but nope. They were right. They were, they right. were right. And the thing is, I feel like a lot of them were pro- like exaggerating a little bit. They were like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's actually seeing it was it like happen. humorous. It's like, oh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. No, I'm pretty sure I saw a video that was like Wanda when she like slices Captain Carter in half. Like I'm, <laughs> I, I swear I saw a video, <laughs> and it was like. I was like, oh, wow, it did happen. How did you know? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was a very because that's the thing. I found myself struggling. Like, do I am I horrified or am I like super excited to like see Wanda be this powerful? Like, I I wasn't sure how to feel like on the one hand, I want to be like, look at her go. Uh On the other hand, I want to be like. What is she doing? Shocked. Yeah, <laughs> totally, totally. Yeah, yeah. it's it, and also um, her because we haven't talked about her at um, at Parmitage yet. That mm. part where that one shot where she like pops up from behind that one sorcerer uh. and w- whispers Bran, and then she just like disappears behind him again. Uh. Like that was so good. Mm-hmm. It was. Mm-hmm. and the, the little smile she gives him too yes it's like oh my god <laughs> I know she knew what she was doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that is one part that I did like the comertage part was cool but the scene before like where Strange is talking to her and like trying yes. to talk her down mm-hmm. um right before she like destroys it yes <laughs> 
I don't know how the writing is a little weird. Mm-hmm. She she talks very formal in this movie, and yeah. I'm not sure if it was a choice. Like, this is how she talks now because she's been reading The Dark Hold a lot. Mm-hmm. But she uses a lot of like fancy words that I was like, I've never heard you use this word before. Yeah, <laughs> like, who are you? <laughs> this is so Shakespearean. But but oh my god, Elizabeth Olsen's acting in that scene yeah. was like, I don't I don't see people talking about that part specifically enough because. Mm-hmm. It is so good. She's so like subtle, but you can tell she's just like bursting with anger, but Mm -hmm. she's like keeping it contained in the way her like face is like twitching. Yeah. And she's like, there's so much like tension in every single word that she says. Like, Mm -hmm. I I am not a fan of the script in this movie. And Elizabeth Olsen just worked magic because if anyone else had like said those lines, like, it would have sounded so terrible, but somehow she made everything sound good and like yeah. legit and real. And like, mm-hmm. kudos to her for that because she she really acted her soul she in did. this role. She yeah. did. I agree. There, I there were some lines that threw me off a little bit. I was like, that's a little corny. Like the part where um, Strange is like, you made you made them with magic. She's like, that's what every mother does. I was like, I see your point, but that's, that sounds, that it sounds so, weird. It wasn't like, it wasn't like her. This is the thing about, because, okay, I'm not going to, I'm not going to go on a whole tangent here, but I mean, you I could. agree with you completely when you said like, she, we need to see the development of her becoming evil, going to the dark side. That's how I feel. I feel so strongly about that. And I feel so strongly that this movie did a terrible job of ever showing us that. Mm-hmm. But also, I need to see, like, because this girl is acting like a completely different person. Mm-hmm. Not just like a, a more evil person, but she's just acting different in this movie. She's, that whole scene, like, that's what every mother does. Like, she would not say that. <laughs> at any other point in the MCU that feels out of character for her to say that was weird except for now that because when you said it just now because the thing is you do like a very excellent Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda (laughs) Maximoff when you said that I was like actually though I that sounds like almost corny enough to like come from one of the episodes of WandaVision it did yeah like the 80s or something yeah (laughs) yes yeah maybe yeah maybe you're right I mean, this could be like a total reach, but I mean, if, if you want to try to justify it, you could say mm-hmm. like her just coming out of the hex and then right. the corruption of the dark hold, like she's thrown off. She's a little thrown, she's a little and evil at yeah. the same time. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's like if you took a sitcom from the 70s, the 80s, shook it up a lot, put mm-hmm. some crack cocaine in there, shake mm-hmm. it a little more. <laughs> And then put like the exorcist, sprinkle some of the exorcist on it. Oh, yes. Here you go. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, the, like the line, I'm not a monster, Stephen. I'm a mother. Like that line is so bad to me. It's they, they really thought they were doing something. It's like they were like, it's two M words, monster and mother. Brilliant. Jaw <laughs> drop. This is going to be our best line. Like how did that get greenlit how did they let Michael Waldron write that yeah it definitely that was one of the lines that threw me off the most (laughs) um and the thing is because she says it again or she says at least half of it again where she's like I'm not a monster I'm a and then she's like 
I am. Like yeah. she, you could see it in her eyes. Like I am a monster. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. that was definitely, um, like first year screenwriting where you're, you're, the teacher's going to send you back and tell you to rewrite it. Cause it's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, it, I feel like the motivation with like her, the whole concept of like mother versus monster, like, let's talk about it. Let's talk okay. About it. Okay. As I'm pouring tea. <laughs> As you're pouring tea. <laughs> let's, let's, let's pour and spill all the tea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think as a motivation, it works fine for her, especially like coming right out of Westview where she did have to give them up and she had to mm-hmm. give up vision. I feel like family, when we were talking about this, family has always kind of been like a theme for her. Mm-hmm. What, um, you know, first was, I mean, when she's introduced, she and her brother are like trying to get vengeance for the death of their parents right. and she loses yes. her brother in the same episode and it, you know, continues mm-hmm. on and on into WandaVision where she makes a family for herself. So mm-hmm. her, after having it and being forced to give it up, like her trying to get it back, it worked for me, but I think what ruined it was the writing like the the dialogue mm. that they gave her in in regards yeah. to like motherhood it was very yes. corny and cheesy in a lot of senses um very and, much men thinking they understand women yeah it, that <laughs> yeah exactly it was very much like men thinking they understand what it means to be a mother yeah um uh-huh. and that did not work with mm-hmm. with the dialogue. Um, and as you said, you know, she acted, she she did the best she could and, and she did very well, but it's still like, there's only, you can only act so well and deliver yeah. a line like I'm, I'm a mother, not a monster. Yeah. But motivation wise, I do think it worked. Um, like you were saying before, I don't think that family is something that she should be motivated by in the future. Mm-hmm. whether it's something that she kind of falls into and gains later on like regardless of like that shouldn't it shouldn't be her motivation mm-hmm. like she should be motivated by other things from this point on because you can and we, we said this it's it was it's going to be like yeah. getting a dead horse essentially um and because I was thinking like why else if they're like dead set on having Wanda as the villain like why else would she have become a villain after yeah. Westview, if not because she wants, you know, to have that dream life back. Mm-hmm. Um, but I know you have very different <laughs> opinions on it. I, okay, I agree with what you're saying, kind of, to a degree. Yeah. That's what you've been saying to me. I, I agree with what you're saying to a degree. Mm-hmm. I just think that they... It was like, to a certain level, yes, I could understand how wanting her sons back, specifically her sons, could be a motivating cause for her to do some bad things. Mm -hmm. But they stretched it out to a point to where it felt a little ridiculous. Like, Mm -hmm. she's willing to do all of this for her sons. Mm -hmm. And it was just to this, like, weird point where it was like, it was un- it was it was not it was unbelievable for me and it also is like this huge erasure of everyone else who was super important to her that she's lost mm-hmm. and i know everyone's talking about vision like yeah. where was he which i agree 
because like I mean her like her losing vision and her losing her twins kind of had the same amount of like same level of resolution to them I yeah. think like she said goodbye she made that peace in WandaVision with both of them she had a moment with the twins she had a moment with vision like they felt on the same level of like she said goodbye to them so if you're gonna make the whole thing about the twins why 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 does she not care about vision anymore but also it's really shocking to me that she wouldn't care about her brother anymore especially coming off of wandavision because everything in wandavision with her brother was a slap in the face Mm -hmm. like clearly wandavision showed us that she really still misses him Mm -hmm. like she was so emotional when she thought he came back like that was so important to her and then for that to not be him like we didn't get to see the repercussions of that on her like emotionally so I think it it just doesn't make sense for her to like not want him back and then even her parents like to me the order of things like the twins should be on the bottom of the people that she would want to bring back because she knew them for like four days like everyone else has been this like this loss that has like dragged her down throughout the whole time she's been in the MCU like it's affected her so strongly so I'm on the one hand I understand that it's it's the story they don't want to do vision again they already did that they don't want to bring in the parents in Pietro they already did that too Mm -hmm. but to me that's just a sign of like you're forcing her into this position just because it works for your movie and you're not letting the character follow that character's natural journey or emotional like path because if she has the power to go to any reality why would she not choose to go to a reality where she's married to vision has her twins is her brother's alive and her parents are alive like if she has the the potential to do that you made that very clear in your movie Mm so why like you're not letting her follow that logical emotional path that she would go on that we've seen her on for all of the rest of her journey in the mcu so it just it felt very cheap to me like the way that they did it was they decided first that they wanted her to be a villain in this movie and they wanted her to be the antagonist to dr strange they wrote the rest of the movie and then they're like wait we have to have like a motivation for her. Uh, she wants her sons back. Sam Raimi didn't watch WandaVision. Yeah. So it just, the whole thing feels like it, it, it's very, very messy to me. Mm-hmm. Like it could have had potential had they written it well with nuance and maybe like paid closer attention to her story in the past, mm-hmm. but they didn't and they just like, set all that aside and just did what they wanted to with her just because that's what they needed her that's the purpose they needed her to serve in this movie yeah yeah i have everything you said makes absolute sense (laughs) no it's it's true it's true i see i see all your points like (laughs) it like it does feel like you were saying that they decided she was going to be a villain first and then kind of shoehorned a reason for her being a villain in there. Yeah. And that goes back to everything about like how they should have done a project or at least shown on screen more, like how she kind of was, was corrupted 
by the mm-hmm. Darkhold. Um, because something that I was thinking about, you know, kind of thinking about like, you know, Wanda, her motivation being her kids and family and everything. Um, I thought a lot about Shang-Chi and how Wen Wu's whole thing was that he wanted his wife back so that they could all mm-hmm. be a family again. And because part of Wen Wu's story was that, you know, they established, you know, the the rings kind of corrupted mm-hmm. him and then he has the soul eater whispering in his You're ear so right the, that that yeah. parallel is so strong right and mm. so it's like you have like this magical object mm-hmm. and then like this a magical object like corrupting you but then this like evil force like whispering in your ear i almost wish that the scarlet witch was kind of like her own entity like yes. that scene in WandaVision, the flashback scene where she's in the in the Hydra lab, where she sees, you know, yes. it, it's herself in the future, mm-hmm. but I almost wish it was like the Scarlet Witch as a separate yeah. entity. And like, that's when she kind of inhabited Wanda, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so she has, you know, this, this source of power and the Scarlet Witch kind of like corrupting her, molding her yeah. to like serve her purpose coming right off of Westview like that would have been an easy way I feel the kids um would have been like an easy way to kind of manipulate her and tug her in the direction Mm -hmm. that they want to like take all this power Mm -hmm. like if so like how the the soul eater was like promising Wenwu his wife back essentially but really just wanted to be free to like do its own thing if like going after America Chavez was like kind of being promised to her to like get her kids but instead it was like for the Scarlet Witch to take over everything and destroy it all, like Agatha mm-hmm. said she was supposed to do. Right. You're so right. That's a genius. It writes itself. It does. And this was the thing. Oh my gosh, you're you're so smart. I'm thinking about this now. This is brilliant. This I've been saying now for like, I don't know, the movie's been out for a week. So I've been saying it for about a week mm-hmm. that I feel like it would have been so much better if we had seen the dark hold like corrupting her visually and yeah. we've gotten some kind of visual cue that it was happening because it was very unclear yeah. that she was that the dark hold like I still don't really get it because I think what they're trying to say is the dark hold is the one that's like affecting her mind and that's why yeah. she's so evil mm-hmm. but then like like Jay Stoops recently made a video saying it's not hmm. so I'm just, I think just, it goes to show that it's not clear what's happening. They did not put any attention into, which again, brings me back to that point of like, they just wanted her to be the villain. They didn't put her in this movie because they wanted to further her character development. They put her in first and foremost, just as like a plot device that they thought would be cool. So we didn't we didn't get any of that like we have no there's no clue in no clear clue in as to like what's really happening and why she's so evil so that would have been amazing what i really was so sure that the movie was gonna do Mm -hmm. was it be this like (laughs) and you can see it you can see it in my tiktoks leading up to the movie like this is what i thought the plot was gonna be Mm -hmm. i thought it was gonna be she teams up with strange in America and then somewhere in the middle of the movie we see her up until that middle point she has like a breaking point in the middle yeah and that's when she goes psycho Mm -hmm. and we see her up until that point we see her 
like struggling and fighting against whatever is like bringing her down mentally and turning yeah. her evil and then she has that breaking point and then she becomes that huge villain mm-hmm. i was so sure that that's what was going to happen and that would have made per- that would work perfectly with what you're saying mm-hmm. of the scarlet witch is a separate entity because yeah. they didn't even like her costume is not even that different like yeah. there was nothing visually to tell us that the scarlet witch is a different person yeah. or that like it's just so sloppy it just yeah. it's, it's really frustrating to me because maybe if wanda had not been like such a popular and beloved character and this was like the first time that they were really going to use her as a character yeah it would have been fine for them to not put so much care into it because she means so much to so many people for them to handle her so like carelessly is really really frustrating because i i know i know how how important she is to so many people so mm-hmm. that would have been great that would have been amazing i also want to say i'm talking too much but <laughs> i also no. want to say um can we talk about her being a nexus being okay because yes yeah so my theory which i still am mad because i think they should have made it clear mm-hmm. but i think what's what's happening right now is we're seeing that wanda maximoff is not a nexus being yeah the scarlet witch is ah. so there can only be one scarlet witch in ah. the multiverse only one wanda can be the scarlet yes. witch yes but the Wanda, as we've clearly seen, there are variants of Wanda, but there's not a variant of the Scarlet Witch, which that's true lends itself so well to what you said <laughs> about seeing the Scarlet Witch as a separate entity, because we would have seen that like Nexus being idea of her being like a soul creation, because yeah. it wouldn't have made a lot of sense for Wanda Maximoff to be a Nexus being like that would have been just like really I feel like it would have been kind of random and like not worked super well with the multiversal story so I like if that's the direction they're going that she's not an Nexus being but the Scarlet Witch is I like that that's where they choose to go with it but again I wish they would have made that clear yeah because if I understood the movie correctly like America Chavez is a Nexus being because she's like the only one yeah. And what you're saying with like the Scarlet Witch versus Wanda Maximoff, I think that's true, especially because it's heavily implied that 616 Wanda is stronger than 838 mm-hmm. Wanda. And yeah. that would be because she has the she has the Scarlet Witch. She's exactly. the Scarlet Witch. Yeah. So I agree with that. Um, and this was something that we had discussed um in yeah, our last episode together. And yeah, yeah it was, and I think. Part of it is because, you know, they didn't really refer to WandaVision as source material mm-hmm. in preparation for her character in this movie, because that is something that's referenced there. And they don't really touch on it a lot mm-hmm. for a movie that's supposed to be about the multiverse. Like, I yeah. feel like that's something very important that should have been covered. And mm-hmm. it really wasn't. Um, it's... Yeah, I mean, it to me, this movie feels like, like how you know how some people say like Captain America Civil War isn't a Captain America movie, it's an Avengers movie. Yes. 
I feel like Multiverse mm-hmm. of Madness should not have been a Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. feel like it should have been like its own standalone thing, whether it's like a two-parter, a, its own trilogy, just one longer movie. I don't think it should have been Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness or it should have been Doctor Strange and the Scarlet Witch maybe. Mm-hmm. Like by saying it's the multiverse, I feel like they kind of set themselves up for yes for high expectations but also like just basic like it's like this is it just doesn't make sense that there wasn't a lot of multiverse going on in this movie about the multiverse Mm -hmm. they Mm -hmm. didn't really for all the multiverse things that like have happened so far in phase four like none of it was really touched on and that was something else that Mm -hmm. we had talked about before it's it feels like it just should have been it this either should have been a doctor strange movie or it should have been a multiverse movie it should not have been yes and this yeah i've been saying this too yeah um it again this is it's very similar to the thing with wanda it feels like they had a very specific thing they wanted to do in mind and then they shoved characters into it and things elements into it that just were like the best fit for it but didn't necessarily work with what those characters were doing yeah so it feels like they needed a multiverse movie they wanted to do it but they couldn't think of how to do it like they didn't want to make an Avengers movie because it wasn't that big yeah but so like the character that works the best with the multiverse is Stephen Strange so In my head, the process that they went through was that. Like, they were like, okay, we want to do a multiverse movie. Uh, What could we do? Uh, Doctor Strange sequels. My theory is that's part of the reason why Scott Derrickson, the original director, quit the project. Mm -hmm. Because I think in his head, he was probably thinking, I'm going to be making a Doctor Strange sequel. Yeah. I directed the first Doctor Strange. Now I'm going to be making the sequel to Doctor Strange. Yeah. And they presented him with this huge thing. Yeah, And he was like, no, I'm out. I've also heard that he wanted to do more horror with it and they didn't let him. So mm-hmm. I'm not sure if that's true or not, but that's what it feels like. Like they're cramming Dr. Strange into this plot that they wanted to do just because he was the character who technically just worked the best for the story that they were trying to do. But I think you're right. At the same time, they're also in trying to cram Dr. Strange's plot line, trying to cram in like Christine and yeah. that whole like Mordo and all of that from the original Doctor Strange movie, they're losing the multiverse element. Mm-hmm. The more Doctor Strange they put in, because there's only two hours, there's only yeah. two hours of content to do. Yeah. So the more they put in Doctor Strange, the more they're losing of the multiverse. So we end up with this just like disappointing mix that's really neither. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's definitely. Like I said, I don't think it's Marvel's best film. Um, I did enjoy it for for what it was, mm-hmm. but I do think that this either needed to be a two parter or it needed to mm-hmm. not be. It either needs to be a Doctor Strange movie or its own multiverse movie, mm-hmm. which does make me a little concerned now. Looking forward for like Ant Man, Quantum Mania, yes, because that looks like it, it's going to be the next like multiverse connected Mm -hmm. um like big film 
So I don't know, little, little worried um, because I do love yeah. some, some Ant-Man. I love me some Scott Lang. Yeah, me too. And <laughs> I don't, as, cause he's already so underrated. I don't want him to be overshadowed by the multiverse. Yeah, um, exactly. So TBD. Protect, <laughs> protect Ant-Man and the Wasp from the multiverse plot. I'm just, yeah, I'm scared too. Like, yeah, I don't see how this has to do with them. And I'm really, yeah, you're so right. Like now I'm scared they're just going to try to force in the Ant-Man characters because that's what works best. Yeah. But at the same time, I don't understand why Ant-Man works best for a multiverse plot. So maybe that means that they really have come up with like a good connection and reason yeah. for them to be in it. Yeah, but that's true. I don't know. I, yeah. I, fingers crossed. The disappointing thing about all of this is like I want to touch back on what you said mm-hmm. about um, we thought it was gonna they because Marvel really did act like this was gonna be like the culmination of Phase Four as we yeah. know it so far. Like we're gonna get I'm like positive like Kevin Feige was talking it up like we're gonna get Loki tie-ins like we're gonna get mm-hmm. explanation for things that have been happening. The only tie-in we got was WandaVision from people who didn't watch WandaVision. Yes. Yes. We got the jingle. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Every time I hear that now, I'm like, get out. You don't deserve to put that in your movie. (laughs) You didn't watch the show. I don't want to hear that in the movie. (laughs) You don't, doesn't deserve to be there. But um, yeah, it's just disappointing because I love phase four. And you've heard me, like, I think I really got into this on our last episode. I love it so much. I've loved every project that they've done for phase four. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with things like being solo-y. I really do like projects that feel like solo projects. Like, I love Moon Knight. I love how disconnected it is. I love Eternals. I love how disconnected Eternals is. But it really does, it really is starting to feel like there's no end in sight. Mm-hmm. Because if Multiverse of Madness couldn't connect anything from what we've seen so far in phase four, it's like, what's going to connect? Because it, it's it's starting to feel like they're promising stuff that's not actually happening. Yeah. Because like, we did not get any, like there's there's been like a lot of post-credit scenes that have not been resolved at this point. And it doesn't feel like they're really going to go anywhere with them. So like mm-hmm. people are freaking out about the Clea thing in the, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, they could do something with this, but I kind of have my doubts as to whether they 100% for sure will right. now, because I don't really trust them anymore to follow through with everything because Marvel's gotten so big. It feels like they're, they're, they're starting to like leave ends loose yeah and they're really expecting us to like keep suspending belief and keep going with them on Mm -hmm. this like just hang in there we're gonna get to a point where everything is gonna make sense Mm -hmm. and it's like I don't think we're I don't know if we're ever gonna get to that point because it's so big now yeah I just don't know if we're ever gonna get to a point where we have another like end game that ties everything together right is starting to seem like if Multiverse of Madness could not do any tie-ins, then when are we going to get that? Like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Quantumania seems like it's the next one, but is it? Like, 
I don't, yeah. I don't have that faith in it anymore that it's going to, that it's going to do anything. I'm like, is Kang really even in it? <laughs> like, <laughs> I have no, we have no idea. <laughs> so I don't know that, that, that really frustrated me just like walking out because it felt like this movie affected like the events of the MCU zero. Doctor Strange right. got nowhere. Like Steven is the same person that he was going into this movie. I don't, he, I don't think he had any like real change. Nothing really affected him except now he has a third eye. He has a third eye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Wanda's, I'm assuming basically in the same spot because yeah. she's not dead. So she's just still in grief. I guess America kind of learned how to use her powers, mm-hmm. but they could have had so much better. It, it was so easy. They could have had such a better journey for America. Mm-hmm. The fact that <laughs> America <laughs> lost her moms and Wanda lost her children mm-hmm. and they didn't. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't yeah put that together (laughs) they didn't go there like maybe i'm biased because my best friend is my america the america to my wanda and i'm like i i was way over attached to america before the i even saw the movie just because my best friend has been america with me for like months now and so yeah i'm an american travis stan like a lover (laughs) but like they did my girl dirty. Like, yeah, that's, she that's true. She could have had a really cool arc in this movie and we barely saw anything. Somebody said, I think my friend, one of my mutuals said the other day, like her big moment in this movie, like realizing that she was powerful enough was like turned into a joke where mm-hmm. Zombie Strange was like, like what? <laughs> and he like winked and like, <laughs> like they just every chance they had for her to like have some really cool moment for her got mm-hmm. overshadowed or like underwritten or something like I was just really bummed I wish she yeah. could have got and I love what we got of her mm-hmm. I-, I love her but like I feel I feel like they did her dirty I feel like they did her dirty <laughs> I for me with America Chavez I kind of felt like we were getting Tony Stark and Peter Parker 2.0 yes yeah it was very is very similar vibes um and I think part of that has to do with the fact that like Strange and Tony have like such similar personalities Mm -hmm. um so when presented with a teenager it makes sense they would react in very similar ways um but it did feel like very like Tony Peter 2.0 and I mean, do we really need father figure strange? Like, is that really the direction that we want this character to go in? Especially, and Mm -hmm. I hadn't even thought of this, but like Wanda in America, like, Mm -hmm. (laughs) it's like, oh, I I miss my children. I miss my mothers. Like that, that's a connection that would have been so much more impactful yep um like I thought this I thought the last scene with America and Steven it was like it was cute she's like yeah I made some sparks you know it's it, yeah. it, it's cute but yeah I it was it's just kind of like eh, whatever mm-hmm. um and I don't know how much of that was like 
me being like, well, this isn't anything new. Like I've seen Marvel do this before. Yeah. And how much of it was like just poor writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Probably a bit of both. Probably. Yeah. A bit of both. Um, but yeah, now that it. And this, this all goes back to the whole concept of like this should not multiverse of madness should not have been a doctor strange movie because just like with captain america civil war when you put all of these so many characters in like a solo heroes movie Mm -hmm. it takes away not just from like the protagonist the so the supposed Mm -hmm. protagonist but also from all the characters who are in it yeah because you're struggling to fit all those storylines and a limited amount Mm -hmm. of screen time so as a result america chavez got you know kind of the short end of the stick because this you know she she was there essentially as a plot device Mm -hmm. for stephen strange yeah um i think it would have been really cool to have her introduced first in a disney plus series like it would have been like basically her and that honestly like that could have led into Dr. Strange like into this into this film if she's like you know we're kind of seeing her when she loses her parents her going through the multiverse Mm -hmm. and then like halfway at some point in the show like the demons the monsters start chasing her and she's going through all these variants of Strange who are like trying to help her like that would have been a way to like establish her as a character and then lead into the movie yep I agree but yeah but we're not the ones in charge so <laughs> yeah well everything about the, you're because you're right yeah it, she really did feel like a plot device for strange but it was so not even well done like mm-hmm. it, I don't know maybe this is I don't have a lot of attachment to Steven so maybe this is just me being like ignorant to his character but it felt very out of character for him to so immediately be like infatuated with her like yeah he had one moment where he snapped at her in like the first 10 minutes yeah and then um she was like hurt by that and he was like i'm sorry and then after that he's like hugging her and he's like calling her by her first name and just like yeah just like it it felt very much not like the steven we've known like even the way he treated peter in no way yes. home like it was hard for him to like mm-hmm. break that barrier yes. and treat peter with like respect and kindness like he was very yes. rude to him for most yes. of the movie no you're absolutely right and the thing is is that with the spell he no longer remembers peter parker so that character development of him being like yeah. kinder to teenagers is mm-hmm. gone no yeah he has no memory of that he you're has no so memory right. of it you know yeah it's it's I, but it's so true what you're saying like he's not because he's just not like that he's not like that he isn't like that and it was I because the thing is you can't even like really say oh it was like the dream that he had because it was like one dream he only saw he only dreamt about her the one time and then like like I was saying like if you have the show where she's Uh like meeting these different variants who are all like helping her and everything like Mm -hmm. then it would make more sense he has an attachment to her because this is somebody who he's sort of known in his mind like for a longer period of time yeah but they just dumped like a lot a lot of exposition on us in Mm -hmm. the first 10 minutes like it was just it was asking us to just believe a lot emotionally like everything felt like because 
you know, the classic rule of show, not tell. Yes. It felt like a lot of telling and no showing. The part, (laughs) oh my gosh, cracks me up that they were like, so the (laughs) I think I know what you're going to say too. (laughs) The part where they show each other their deepest memories. (laughs) And I, I want, I want footage of that writer's room. The fact that they sat down and they were like, okay, so what's a really good way for them to have like a, like a, for them to show each other, like a really, like a really hidden um, and important memory to them to like, to like further their journey together. Yep. Hmm. Let's make it so that when they're in an alternate universe, they're walking down the street and they walk into a machine that shows you your memory. <laughs> like, and, it, and it, the memory so happens to be a very important memory. Mm-hmm. And the whole thing makes no sense. They're like at a discounted rate. So why are they getting to see these memories for free? Why is yep, no one else walking me? by seeing the memories? People are just that like walking so through. <laughs> It was so stupid, <laughs> especially seeing as my friend Sam said this, Miss Wanda has the power to show people memories. So if you wanted to go there, you had the easiest way <laughs> to do that. And they didn't make that connection. Yeah. And that could have been great because she yeah. could have been doing it for like a villainous reason. Yeah. And somehow that was like how they saw each other's memories. And then they would have bonded over the trauma of being like captured by Wanda or mm-hmm. like Wanda being a villain in that moment. And then they would have both like been terrified in that moment and needed each other and yeah. been at that vulnerable place. And then seeing each other's memories would have made sense. Yep. But that was, and it was in the first like 15 minutes, I was just, I was, I was laughing. <laughs> I thought it was so funny. <laughs> like, how did this get greenlit? I just don't understand. <laughs> yeah, that was that was not great <laughs> to put it to put it politely. That was not great. Um, I, yeah, it was just. There are a lot of decisions made in this film that make you raise an eyebrow. Um, mm-hmm. You know, scratch your chin a little bit. <laughs> I, and again, I think it's because. They had to stuff so much content in a two-hour yeah. movie. So, because mm-hmm. then, you know, it would make more sense to have, like, Wanda, you know, do that mm-hmm. to them. And then you have, like, a nice little parallel to Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. where, you know, she was initially the exactly. bad guy and got in the Avengers' minds. Um, and, but they probably were like, oh, well, we don't want to waste time on them, like, recovering the way the Avengers were like all shaken up and everything. So yeah. we have what's like the quickest way that we can do exactly. this. And yeah. so throw in some quippy humor so it doesn't yeah. like emotionally resonate too much. <laughs> exactly. And that's yeah. like not it it doesn't serve the story or the characters. And it's just it, it is a little frustrating just because like we know what Marvel is capable of. We know that they can write like really good stories and really great character yeah. moments. Mm-hmm. And kind of going back to what you're saying before about like the over, like the the overall story, how everything mm-hmm. connects. Cause I remember there was a point 
because like they announced that everything was leading up to infinity war in like 2014 so at that point the mcu had already been going on for about like six or seven years so there was a point where like you didn't really know where things were going but things were still connecting in very obvious ways Mm -hmm. so it's kind of weird being back in that position where it's like you don't know where the story is going yet but you're not seeing the obvious connections either yeah because that was like a very big thing like I remember it was like a trending thing on Twitter like it was like hashtag everything's connected like especially after like Captain America the uh, the Winter Soldier came out and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was going on they were like oh Mm -hmm. look look at all these connections and like after the Avengers like Natasha's in here too blah 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 but now it's not happening Mm -hmm. and so that combined with like questionable decisions like in in Doctor Strange considering it was was supposed to be like this huge like culmination and everything um but that being said also like there there have been some really great projects in phase four Mm -hmm. I feel like phase four is definitely like one of the most if not the most creative phase Marvel has had so far so if the multiverse is supposed to be like the infinity stone Mm storyline that was in phases one two and three it feels like maybe even marvel is not 100 sure how they want to get there yet um Mm -hmm. i mean also now that i'm thinking about it too like it could have also just been like covid really just screwed up this project over like it yeah. really um because it the the release dates got all messed up and the whole schedule got switched around yeah. so but then again when you look at like all the other projects that have come out so far yeah it's that, that, it hasn't yeah. there it, it hasn't really been much of an impact as much of an impact mm-hmm. felt yeah. so i don't know it'll be interesting yeah. to see what happens and it's just frustrating because if the multiverse is like the infinity stones, like you said, like that connecting factor that's going to mm-hmm. come into play and be the grand finale here, um, they need to get their story straight. Yes. Because what feels like is really happening right now is every project is saying a different thing and every director is battling for their own version of what they want this to be mm-hmm. and there's no unity yeah so i really i really like phase four for hiring so many diverse types of directors mm-hmm. and like creators for these projects i'm really a fan of that because everything in phase four has felt different from everything else like in phase four like every single project is like a completely new vibe and that is totally due to the like them branching out and hiring different kinds of people like Chloe Zhao and Mm -hmm. like those kinds of people to direct and create totally like new vibes that we've never seen before but it's getting to a point where it's like Loki is saying something totally different about variants and then No Way Home is saying something totally different about variants and then Multiverse of Madness is saying something totally different about variants like and it feels like like if you asked Kevin Feige like what (laughs) like Kevin explain variants I feel like he wouldn't know like yeah like it feels like nobody knows what's, Mm -hmm. what's happening like why 
are why why are the doctor why do all the doctor strange variants look like benedict cumberbatch but yeah. all the peter parker variants don't look like tom holland like yeah what what, what it, there's there's no there's no uniformity here yeah and yeah that's fine to a degree because i like the feeling of like this is this artistic interpretation and this is this artistic interpretation mm-hmm. but if you're gonna culminate it into being such a big deal Mm-hmm. then you have to get it together because yeah. they're like I said earlier like they're asking us to suspend so much belief to a point where it's getting like this is starting to just feel like you guys don't know what's going on and so we're doubting you like get it together <laughs> yeah yeah no it's true it's true and not to bring back the whole, you know, cameos and variants thing, but <laughs> this this problem could have been partially resolved if they had brought in more cameos mm-hmm. of different actors playing yes. different, like, like right off the bat, Aaron Taylor Johnson and Evan Peters. They've yes. both been in the official MCU. They both have played Quicksilver in different franchises. Mm-hmm. There you go. Um, it, it could have been so great to see both Chris Evans and Michael B. Jordan come back to play um, to play uh, uh, Human Torch yes. because yeah, they yeah, both yeah. have yeah. played that character. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you want, like, if you just want to do like one character that has like different actors playing the variants, like, it could have been so easy. It could have yeah. been so simple to do, um, and that would have. We saw so many strange variants. Yes, we could have seen different people playing strange. Yeah, yeah. It. it I mean imagine how like confused but like in a good way the audience would have been if that opening scene with America and Steven was a different actor it was a different actor mm-hmm. and she doesn't refer to him as like Steven yes. or strange until like towards the end some jaw-dropping moment yes like, it's like oh. wait what and yeah then, like when when she's when he's like hurting her yeah and she's like how could you do this to me Steven and yeah. you're like oh. you're like yeah. what yeah like yeah. simple as that Mm-hmm. simple as that but then you can't have cgi zombie steven yeah in the end it feels like every every moment every different project is trying to have this like spider-man point moment of like this same actor is playing the same character but it's two different versions yeah and um like obviously Moon Knight is not like variants. Obviously right. they're the same person, but mm-hmm. still that moment of seeing two Oscar Isaacs or seeing two, like, you know, we've done it a lot. And yeah. every time they do it, it feels like they're expecting us to have this like, <gasps> like this like yeah. gasp kind of reaction. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it really felt like that whole scene with like Sinister Strange and Our Strange yeah. was like, they really thought that was like, some like big moment and it's mm-hmm. like it's it's just it's it's really not we've yeah. seen a lot of like variants encountering variants mm-hmm. in 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 the mc in phase four specifically yeah. like we we've done this it's not shocking anymore we know that there are variants of other characters like uh, there are different versions of different of every character we, yeah we know that Mm-hmm. And we have seen different versions of different characters interact before. Like, yeah. may, like you could still do it, but it's not this like big 
jaw-dropping moment (laughs) right so like right yeah for me it's interesting when it's the same actor but they're playing an entirely different version like so for example with peg with um Haley atwell which you know we know her Mm -hmm. as peggy carter but then seeing her as captain carter she's a different version of herself Mm -hmm. with um i don't know the actress's name but um maria rambo you know, oh, yeah. she was yeah. she was just, you know, Monica Rambo's mom. She was Carol's friend. But here she's Captain Marvel with Benedict Cumberbatch. He's basically a magic wielding person in right. all these universes. <laughs> like that's not mm-hmm. that different. So it's not as interesting. Yeah. Um, I think. I think Marvel is underestimating how much we would appreciate seeing like various actors playing Uh these characters at the same time and it would be so easy because like we were saying before there's already established versions Mm -hmm. like with the reboots and everything of all these movies of these characters so again this might be something that they're saving holding on to to do further down the line um and i hope that they do it because otherwise it feels like a waste of yeah you know like acquiring fox to Mm -hmm. to begin with um it and that's like another thing too i wonder if like now that they have like all these shiny toys that they're kind of like okay now what do we do now like they're they're kind of yeah psyching themselves out Mm -hmm. Uh, i don't know yeah i mean because it's like like you said i like what you said Strange is the same, or at least according to this movie, he's virtually the same character in every multiverse. So there is no justification for him to have been like basically the only variant we saw in the multiverse in this movie. Like Mm -hmm. we saw like five versions of him and then like nobody else. Yeah. And that was so boring because he's just like Sorcerer Strange, but this time he's evil. Sorcerer Strange, but this time he read the dark hold and they had to kill him. Mm-hmm. Sorcerer, like he's yeah. he's the same, he's the same thing. It's and it's still Benedict Cumberbatch. Mm-hmm. Like no hate to Benny C, but like <laughs> I would like to see some other people if they're gonna do so many strange variants. Yeah. The most interesting one was the dead one. Yeah. <laughs> Because at least he was different enough. He was a yeah. zombie. Yes. Yes. That's true. <laughs> and like also just seeing like if if in one world, um, because yeah, you know, in that world that the 838 Mordo was the yeah. Sorcerer Supreme, but only because Strange was dead. What about a world where Strange was not the Sorcerer Supreme? Like if he's just a serpent yes. and some other well-known superhero became the sorcerer supreme yeah like what if there was a world where wanda was the sorcerer supreme like like come on like if if, especially if you want to keep doing Mm -hmm. like wanda variants like that would have been like such an interesting way to go about it yeah it feels like like there are so many good ideas so close so close for them to reach too and they just did like the really bare minimum. They like, mm-hmm. they really did not get creative. The 838, I yeah. keep forgetting. I think so, I think. Yeah, the Let's most creative thing they could think of for that universe to be was like 
you stop on go and <laughs> there's a lot of plants there. Yeah. Like, and yeah. that's like, that's, that's what's interesting about this multi, this mm-hmm. universe. Like it feels like there's just like different things. Like you could have made this so much more interesting than it was. Yes. And it's not like, I know it's not a budget issue. Like it doesn't necessarily mean like there has to, it has to be like more CGI to be mm-hmm. more interesting. You just could have made it more different. Yeah. Like something yeah. completely, like, like you said, my dad said that as soon as we got out of the movie, he was like, so you're telling me that in every single universe, Surgeon Strange goes to Comertage. And I'm like, yeah, yeah apparently he like does. What, what if did this so much better yeah. with like oh, yeah. seeing alternate possibilities? Mm-hmm. This was like, the, the wackiest thing was seeing like Peggy Carter and Charles Xavier in the same room. Like yeah. that was like, that was, wow, that was it. And that was like, that was it. Yeah. <laughs> like the fact that they brought back an actor from the horribly failed in humans TV show. Yes. Like I was like, yeah. that was like one of the things that like shocked me the most that they were like, uh-huh. we're gonna, we're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna actually reference this show that we and have never not, acknowledged before <laughs> and not agents of shield I, I so <laughs> i feel like agents of shield is either going to get like the fandom is either going to get like this huge vindication or they're just going to be like in the shadows forever because I, I know the latter because <laughs> like I know that there was a um like and the corporate like in the offices level there was like this huge rift between mm-hmm. Marvel, TV Marvel TV and Marvel Studios mm-hmm. they Marvel Studios and not like the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was a thing because they're like yeah. we did all the work and you're reaping all these benefits blah 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 um so I wonder if like Feige and co are gonna like hold on to that grudge yeah um i mean on the bright side you could say it was a good thing that like daisy johnson for example wasn't there because otherwise like wanda would have probably quaked reversed the quake and like yeah. blown her apart <laughs> literally <laughs> like she would have like black yeah just go, yeah so literally. probably a good thing in this case i'm ready for him to let go of that for them to let go of that grudge because it's so it's gotten so stupid like agents of shield is over agent carter is over like marvel tv is not in existence anymore like calm down they're not a threat yeah they're just peacefully trying to exist (laughs) and i'm not saying i think that they should be canon because i don't i think agents of shield got way too far for like got way too crazy for it to ever make sense in our Mm -hmm. timeline um agent carter on the other hand definitely yeah. should be canon i think mm-hmm. I, it's really frustrating to me that it's not but um it feels like if they could just let go of their grudge who watched in humans who watched no. that nobody no. did <laughs> no. agents of shield has a very has mm-hmm. a small but active fan base yes and that's the thing it's still um, very active Yet people, and like the show didn't end that long ago. The show ended in 2020. So Mm -hmm. like it's, it has a big group of fans who would have been very excited if they had just made that like Daisy or I don't know, Coulson, like just 
yeah. like imagine so cool imagine instead of and this goes back to like it sucks that this was a doctor strange movie instead of christine mm-hmm. it could have been fitzsimmons it could have been the two of yeah. them there fitzsimmonsing together <laughs> sciencing it together worked so well it that could that would have so been well. the, that would have been the agents of shield tie and if they're like if they're so threatened by daisy johnson like because mm-hmm. i feel like that's also part of the yeah. problem like they don't they either don't know what to do with her or they just don't want to incorporate her then yeah. bring the science bring the science babies yeah they're not a threat they're not some like big comics character that they yeah. want to do something with in the future and recast like that's not yeah they're just, <laughs> just trying to live back. they're, they're not just trying to live their own. life yeah no yeah. i know it's so like because like you said i don't think it's canon to like 616 but it with the multiverse it can exist mm-hmm. as a separate mm-hmm. in a separate universe um yeah it's like i don't think kevin feige even wants it to exist in a separate universe no i, think I don't think so to be erased from the minds of yeah everyone. yeah i mean i guess we'll see um in the future i know that there's mm-hmm. some speculation that if there is a time to like kind of tie it in or like re reintegrate those characters um mm-hmm. or like variants of them it's going to be in uh secret invasion secret invasion yeah. so we'll we'll see um it's not happening <laughs> i'm a firm believer that it's not <laughs> i mean again full disclosure i i didn't finish the show i loved season one mm-hmm. i tolerated season two and i gave up halfway through season three okay. um because it wasn't and I know it's gotten like really good reviews and people have said it's a very good show but it wasn't like the show that I signed up for mm-hmm. if that makes sense yeah. um, so I kind it of started just to get a little crazy. Yeah. yeah I just wasn't into it anymore um mm-hmm. so there's that um <laughs> but <laughs> I I do think it would it would benefit Marvel to just kind of give them a small nod that they exist in the multiverse yeah. it's kind of just just let the the agents of shield fandom rest just let them rest yeah. let them have it exactly because the agents of shield fandom is just constantly under fire and constantly <laughs> stressed like it's hard liking agents of shield people are constantly coming after you it's like we're just we're just fighting it's like constant constant battle so to just have like one moment would have been so nice. I feel like I would have been much more gracious to the movie if I had, if there had been Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and not. <laughs> I haven't thought about this at all until this conversation. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was a possibility. And now I'm mad. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I want Daisy. <laughs> not Black Bolt. Who cares about Black Bolt? Have you seen all the, like, the TikToks making fun of his name? What's his name? Black like, Bolt again. <laughs> It's like, what in the Game of Thrones is that? Ah. Well, because the thing is, apparently it's supposed to be like very, it's like all like this intrigue, political, like royal family <laughs> stuff. Um, I haven't seen the show. I have not read the comics. No. I just know like the brief stuff that I've like skimmed through on the Wikipedia. But mm-hmm. um, I just know the show was, I, I tried it. It was not very good. Yeah, and everyone hates it, right? Like it's yeah. terrible. It, I mean, that's what if I've heard. You just look at their costumes. It looks like they went to Party City, and it was just like here, <laughs> just throw this on. Like Medusa looks mm. so bad. 
like it's oh no, no wonder like because like spoiler alert i guess for anybody who actually cares <laughs> they like because her power is like her hair she can like control yeah. her hair to like do stuff they like shave it off in like the first or second episode I was like that's because her long hair her long cgi hair looked so bad that you had no choice but to <laughs> shave it off Oh, no. there's no reason for it it just it just looks ter- it looks terrible oh gosh yeah yeah and it sucks yeah. too because um the guy who plays black bolt's brother it's like a very like um mufasa and scar situation oh, like he uh-huh. he's one of the actors from game of thrones he's like one of the bad guys from game of thrones and he's so good at being a bad guy and he was mm-hmm. so wasted in that show Ugh, like oh it no. was it's like such a shame when um, that happens so it's like i said it's very interesting that of all the possible characters they chose that specific actor black from that Agar specific show black agar boltigan um <laughs> well no i mean his, his medusa's full name his wife medusa's full name is like medusalith or something <laughs> they have like very weird names they have like no. very bizarre names. It's like Medusalith Amaquelin or something like that. I kid yeah. you not. Oh my goodness gracious. It's, it's very bizarre. Um so you know, Daisy lucked out. With yeah. Her, with her name. Big time. Yeah. Daisy oh, yeah. Johnson. It's very short and sweet. <laughs> short and sweet. Oh man. Yeah. I know. That's yeah. It, yeah so much potential so much potential for this movie maybe at the end of the day it really was the multiverse of madness because we're all so mad about it (laughs) multiverse of my madness towards this movie (laughs) i feel like i feel like over this conversation i've made you matter is that true Oh, no, I, I will I will admit my blood pressure did go up a little bit when you brought up Evan Peters again. <laughs> but, but no, no, this was good because I, the next time I see this, I'm definitely, obviously, I'm, you know, going to see it with like a more critical eye, but I loved mm-hmm. all of your points um, because it's, it's yeah. all, it's all, you know, and that's the thing too about this movie. I feel like this is the one movie, um, at least recently for Marvel, where the debate it doesn't feel like there's like a right or wrong like all the points do make sense like all Mm -hmm. sides do make sense um which I think does make for a more interesting dialogue um as I hope all of you listeners think (laughs) as well (laughs) after listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. episode um no, you definitely um, opened my eyes to like a lot of issues that like I hadn't really caught on to the first time. Um, yeah, it's all it's all good. It's all good. Just you know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Evan <and Peters>. interesting. <laughs> it, I'm like fascinated. <laughs> Not Evan Peters. I'm fascinated by the debate around this movie because it's so 50-50. Yeah. Which is, I feel like it's very rare. Yeah. The last time there's been a really controversial Marvel project, I think, is Eternals. And that yes. feels like very like 90 to 10. Yes. Like I, as an eternal stan, I feel very alone. <laughs> and like, I've accepted that. It's not like, it's not like, it doesn't feel like a big debate. Like was yeah. Eternals good or not? It feels like everyone kind of decided that they didn't like, like it. And yeah. the people who do like it are like, not like obsessed with it. So there's mm-hmm. n- nobody like very vocal, like defending it. 
a lot of the time right except for me (laughs) (laughs) um but um this feels like so strongly the people on one side feel so strongly about them being right and the other people feel so strongly about them being right I don't know it's it's mind-blowing to me like yeah hearing the other side of it because I don't agree at all I'm like (laughs) I don't understand how people come away I don't understand how like big time like reviewers yeah come away because it's not even like a like fan to critic kind of divide yeah. it's not that at all it's so Which is weird. weirdly yeah. split yeah yeah it's normally like the critics don't like it and the fans do or something yeah. like that but this is like half the critics hated it half the mm-hmm. critics loved it half the fans hated it and half the fans love it yeah it's really weird it's a weird time it's weird but it's also very refreshing it's yeah. nice for once that it's not like critics versus fans it's like yeah 50 50 down the population like yeah, for sure yeah so i i can appreciate that um i think that i it's not i don't think it's necessarily a position that marvel should keep trying to be in if yeah. only because the reason why people were split on it was because I feel like primarily like the writing like yeah. you never want the opinions to be split like because of writing no that's not a good place to be and that's the thing people will try to like say that oh you're hating the movie because there weren't enough cameos or you're hating yeah. the movie because you don't like when Marvel does different things I (laughs) am the biggest stan of Marvel doing different things. My three favorite Marvel projects right now are WandaVision, Eternals, and Moon Knight. They're like Mm -hmm. the most random, different things Marvel has done. Yeah. Like, I love when they go outside of the box. And everything Mm -hmm. they did in this movie that went outside of the box, I loved. Mm -hmm. I love genre busting. I love when they do, like, break the genre. Yeah. But that's not where the issue is for Mm -hmm. me. So, um, I hope marvel doesn't take this as like we need to stick to the formula and go back to like doing things that are like normal because like guys look at the success of moon knight like it's doing very well and it's Mm -hmm. very different so like i think they're smart enough to realize like it's not because of how different it is it's because of like other reasons like the right yeah yeah so hopefully yeah yeah. And maybe just, you know, have your writers and directors watch previous yeah. projects that are relevant to the characters uh-huh. that you're using. Yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe just yeah. try that next time. If um, we're going to have them pick up characters in the middle yeah. of their very strong newfound arc. Yeah. Maybe have them look into that past arc. <laughs> just a little bit. I mean, because I know before a lot of like in previous phases, a lot of it was like, they got to read the comics and that mm-hmm. was fair because that was still they were still establishing a lot of these characters yeah. in the mcu but now we are so far into the mcu that when you have returning characters like wanda maximoff mm-hmm. who has been in who has been a part of the mcu since 2015 mm-hmm. like you got to do your research on where she is in the yes. mcu like and it's, it's not like it's hard it's not like no. it's research you're watching like three movies and a show like, they could have watched they, they didn't even have to watch the movies they could have watched marvel no. legends literally the <laughs> episode of legends. marvel legends and then i feel like that's what they did they watched legends <laughs> and they were like that's enough <laughs> yeah. yeah 
they like got to the part of like age of ultron and they're like okay we're good yeah they're like, <laughs> oh so she's kind of evil in this one so we can use that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah but you know like we yeah. like what i was saying before like phase four is definitely probably the best if not the most creative that they've done so far and like mm-hmm. all their projects have been so good yeah. so this does feel like it was a one-off it is sad that it was you know it was wanda and and dr strange and america chavez who like kind of suffered from mm-hmm. that but i do think moving forward just based on past projects that the writing will go back to yes. where it was before um, because that's the thing they'll just get it. somebody new is going to pull them from the rubble that's the thing yeah so exactly. because there's so many different directors and stuff that they use so i don't expect wanda's next project to be written by michael walker and directed no. by sam Raimi. like no. so we're we're gonna have a total she's gonna be in totally new hands yeah. that most likely hopefully i'm an optimist we'll do better with her so. yeah i mean if they could make clint barton in the mcu yeah a beloved character after mm-hmm. him getting like bashed on since 2012 mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure they can salvage the yeah. already beloved wanda maximoff yeah with very little issue yeah they'll they'll pick america they'll actually flesh out all that backstory they tried to give her and show mm-hmm. it to us and yeah. it'd be great yeah yeah that's gonna be good we, we can we can have a fresh start this yes. isn't the end yes this isn't which, the end last words for all these people yes. which also works beautifully for wanda fresh start mm-hmm. clean slate yes so true yes so on that note that's it for this episode of the podcast thank you guys so much for listening and thank you lauren so much for joining us for this oh. episode Yay! Thanks for letting me be very vocal. <laughs> yes, no, of course. Of course, I love hearing all your thoughts about Wanda Maximoff, especially, you know, <laughs> with this movie, how it was supposed to, but did not really tie to WandaVision. <laughs> but yes, thank you so much for tuning in and, and joining us for this uh, for this very fun episode. So guys, make sure that if you're not following Lauren on TikTok, make sure you do, Little Miss Scarlet Witch. Um, the link will be in the description box for this episode. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.